Hello and welcome to Mothman's Bookshop. My name is Nicole and today I'd like to tell you about magical realism. Warning, I'll try and make this as spoiler-free as possible, but given it's a book review, there are bound to be a couple spoilers. Now, today's episode isn't actually about one book, but about quite a few books. Some similar, some very different, but they all have something in common. The genre. I've had this idea for a while, and now I'm finally doing it. Please welcome to the Genre Guild, the show within a show where I talk about different genres, where they came from, prominent figures in each, and my personal opinion. For the first episode, I thought it would be fitting to talk about my favorite genre, magical realism. Some of my favorite books are of this type, like The Midnight Library, Good Omens, and even Harry Potter counts as magical realism in certain capacities. Be warned that I'll get into some slightly more complicated stuff than usual, so if I sound a little pretentious, I swear it's not on purpose. Now, with all that being said, welcome to the Genre Guild. I think we should start by asking, what is magical realism? Magical realism in both art and literature is imagining events in a realistic setting while adding magical or fantasy elements, and as most would say, blurring the line between the real and fantastical. Now, the term itself actually takes its origins from traditional art rather than literature. In 1925, German art critic Franz Rowe first used it to describe new objectivity, an art style that was very popular at the time. It especially took off after World War I, and the goal of this type of art was to portray realistic subjects in hyperrealistic proportions or settings. After that, the term became popular in both the traditional art and literature spheres, but it really took off in Latin America around the 1930s, and that's when it really entered the world of literature as we know it now. Throughout the 1930s, authors like Arturo Uslar Pietri began actively using the title of the genre to refer to their short stories, and towards the end of the 30s and the early 40s, it became more and more mainstream with more authors using it to describe their long-form works. While the genre grew in popularity worldwide, Latino authors are the ones who pioneered magical realism and really expanded on what it is and what it could be throughout the mid and late 20th century. Google magical realism, the first book that pops up is Cien Años de Soledad, or 100 Years of Solitude by Colombian author Gabriel Garcia Marquez. It is phenomenally written, but I didn't finish it because it is genuinely hard to read to me because of how much information you're getting all the time. I do highly recommend it though. Back to the topic at hand, the term continued to be used for American artists like Ivan Albright who created art that featured realistic subjects with hyper-realistic and severely exaggerated elements. But aside from that, magical realism and its less common offshoot marvelous realism gained traction throughout the 40s, with quite a few prominent authors hailing from Argentina. It's also said to have peaked in 1949 with Alejo Carpentier's novel Kingdom of This World. It really peaked again after the Cuban Revolution in 1959, after which many authors wanted to create things to reflect the current state of the world they lived in and as a form of escapism for themselves and readers. A Hundred Years of Solitude, which I mentioned a little ago, has events that nearly exactly parallel the events immediately before, during, and after the revolution, and so do many of the books of the time written by Latino authors. On a more technical note, certain elements of magical realism can really make or break a book under this umbrella. But you might be thinking, Nicole, isn't it just, a, I don't know, New York with fairies, or Harry Potter where it's a hidden world of wizards? 
Not quite. See, at its core, magical realism is an exaggeration of the real world, which means it's not just adding in magical elements, it's also commenting on the real world as we know it. For example, again, I'm going to mention this book so much, but in A Hundred Years of Solitude, you really see those parallels from the real world to this book world with the Cuban Revolution. And certain parts, you see characters going off to war, you see people dying in the war, you see people living, learning, getting married, having kids. So it really is not just magic in a realistic setting, it's exaggerating the real, real world as we know it and commenting on what it is. Another part of magical realism is authorial reticence, which is this finicky little thing where the narrator slash author of the book is completely impartial and there's no clear answer to whether or not some of the more, say, magical elements really are there or really are in the story. We're supposed to just accept things as they happen. And that's one of the also key elements of magical realism that can really, as I said, make or break a book. Currently, magical realism has evolved from a focus on political critique to instead a more sociocultural and human critique. Some of my favorite books in the genre are the ones that really dissect human nature through exaggerating parts of society. Neil Gaiman is a literary giant in the field and has a lot of work that really not just dissects what it means to be human, but not to be cliche, also what it is to be human in a society where one can't just be good or just be evil, or even be primarily good or primarily evil. His book with Terry Pratchett, Good Omens, is a more lighthearted depiction of this, while his graphic novel slash Netflix adaptation The Sandman takes this idea down a bit of a darker path. Now, switching gears a little, as an unofficial genre, magical realism has existed for, well, a while. I was talking to my mom about the show and coming up with topics, and she brought up a great point that folktales can be considered magical realism to some degree, since at the time those stories were created, they were realistic or even historical stories with magical exaggerations. For example, one of my favorite folktales is a Russian one about these three princes who all had to shoot arrows in different directions and wherever they landed or whoever they landed to that's who they had to marry um one of the the youngest son because of course it's the youngest he shot an arrow and it landed in the mouth of a frog and turns out she like transforms into this beautiful princess whatever but the point is at the time that was perhaps a realistic way of finding a wife where you would just have to be the strongest to find a wife and these kinds of stories were so popular because he finds someone he has to bring her home he shows her off to his parents it's a classic romance story except with a transforming frog lady instead of a regular princess and that sort of got me thinking who defines the limits of magical realism? Who defines the limits of any sort of genre? When does one cross over into another? What can we overlap genres? What is considered something until a point and then crosses over into something completely different? And this is actually a great segue into my, into promoting my next show, Literary Limits, which is going to be a literary sort of discourse show with a friend of mine and it's we're just going to discuss all sorts of things it's going to be very free form 
not at all scripted unless it's just i don't know like the intro but it's gonna be very freeform i expect it'll be a very fun show to record and i can't wait for you guys to hear it the first episode is actually gonna be about the limits of a genre uh, and then I think the next one is actually going to be genre overlap. So we're, we're going to get into a lot of really fun stuff. Hopefully you guys look out for that and enjoy it. Now that I'm done with my little tangent, sorry about that, let's talk about some classics of the genre, some real staples that I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. And let's start with Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, my favorite book as of right now. Uh, it's a hilarious but introspective book about the innate good and bad in humanity and an angel and a demon trying to prevent Armageddon. Of course, shenanigans ensue. This book is magical realism because it is set in quote-unquote present-day England and it features supernatural elements. But there's also no clear opinion or acceptance of the more magical happenings from the narrator slash author, who is God. Um, so that's, again, that authorial reticence that I mentioned earlier, the idea that you shouldn't be confirming or denying something throughout your book. <laughs> um, and it also does feature elements of societal and political critique. Next, we have A Hundred Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, this genre-defining, monumental work of fiction, especially magical realism. It recounts the story of the Buendia family over the course of a hundred years, which founded a relatively isolated fictional town in Colombia. It parallels the story of Colombia, the recent revolution, and the effects of, well, time on people. It, it talks about people going off to war, about learning, growing, the family, people moving away, people moving in. So a lot of it is the effects of time on people, as I said. Uh, it is magical realism because it mixes realistic situations and settings with the mystic and fantastic. It also does have a lot of heavy political commentary mixed in and a lot of symbolism. I would absolutely love to do an in-depth episode of this book, but it is hard to read, so that might take a little while. Someday though, someday. And last but certainly not least, Life of Pi by Jan Martel. Now this one surprised me a little bit because I've never actually read this, but I did watch um, the movie a very long time ago. To be fair, I only really remember the part where he's stuck on a boat with a tiger, so give me, cut me some slack here. Now, the son of a zookeeper, Pai finds himself shipwrecked on a mystical island with a collection of different zoo animals, most notably, of course, a tiger. And a sort of crisis of triple faith, as he is Hindu, Muslim, and Christian, all at the same time. This book is chaotic in the best way, there's a lot happening in it, but it is magical realism because it features both, of course, the ordinary and extraordinary, and it's a great example of the of how much authorial reticence can stretch, because Pia's narrator doesn't do a whole lot to confirm or deny some of the more mystical elements, even though he's questioned by the people that he's sort of telling this story to. It also has a lot of philosophical conversations and a lot of religious commentary more than any other type. With all that said and done, let's talk about just my personal opinion of the genre. Like I said in the beginning, magical realism is my favorite genre of them all because of how much you can do with it. Some of my favorite books are actually part of the genre, like The Midnight Library, which I've actually reviewed on here, it's episode 13 if you're interested, and of course Good Omens, which I've mentioned maybe seven times today. 
And at the end of the day, it really is just a very diverse genre with an insane amount of potential. I mean, I named three books and they're all very different, yet somehow part of the same genre. For the next episode of Genre Guild, I think I'll talk about either historical fiction or mysteries. And like I said, there is another segment in the works, Literary Limits, which I'm so excited to record. I have a plan for when I'll be releasing that, so look out for that. It's coming in a couple episodes, but I'm very excited for it. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Mothman's Bookshop. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you did and would like to know when the next episode comes out, do yourself a favor and follow the podcast. And if you have any questions or recommendations, feel free to use the form in the description or join the Discord. Once again, my name is Nicole, and I'll see you next week here in Mothman's Bookshop.